The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get $100 in free bets. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN Fantasy. Dominate your fantasy draft with the free SGPN Draft Kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft kit. And the free roll football contest is back and better than ever. $5,000 up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, September 2nd, currently 122 on the East Coast, here to talk about the NFC East season-long player props. We have two divisions left, and we're going to break down both of those for you guys. But we're going to start with the NFC East, and you guys already know, joining me here to talk about the NFC East season-long player props, my main guys on the West Coast. First, you guys know him, the voice all over the SGPN networks, my main man, Rod Via Gomez. Rod, how are you doing today, sir? I am fantastic. My voice is still continuing to be all over the SGPN, but I'm loving it. I'm having a great time, uh, ready for some football to actually begin on, th- is it Thursday night already? God. Thursday, yeah. We're less than a week away Let's go. from the NFL season. Let's get to it. Uh, and also joining us, the prop god himself, it's Dan Titus. Dan, what's up, buddy? Munaf, what's good, bro? We are officially a week out, man. We get to talk about the NFC East. This is my division. Shouts to Money Kramer. Uh, me, a real Money Kramer. Uh, <laughs> shouts to uh, my man stacking the money green too, man. This is uh, this is our division here. High host for the birds this year, but uh, we all fade the Cowboys. A lot, a lot of hype around those Philadelphia Eagles. A whole lot of hype season, but yeah, we'll talk about that. I think extensively on this NFC East preview, um, gentlemen, let's get into it. I want to start with the commanders here for this upcoming season, uh, brand new quarterback, uh, hall of fame quarterback, a, uh, guy that is near and dear to the heart of Dan Titus. Carson <laughs> Wentz comes over to be the starting quarterback for the, uh, Washington commanders there. Uh, they come in with a season win total of, uh, uh, number of eight uh, for the division plus five fifty thirty to one to win the conference and sixty to one to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. Um, they do come in except this division. I should have mentioned this at the top. This division has uh, all four teams that have a top ten easy schedule, and uh, the worst of it is actually the Washington Commanders, who have the tenth most uh, easiest schedule. Uh, Dan, let me start with you with the Commanders here, my man. Um, Carson Wentz, your guy, and I and I say that very uh, sarcastically, takes over as a starting quarterback for this Commanders team. What are you looking at for this team coming into this season in the NFC East division? Uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of debate whether Taylor Heineke and what was was a downgrade, uh, or and Carson Wentz is an upgrade. But I think they're more or less the same. Um, I do think that Carson Wentz has the ability to push the ball down the field, which should be good for Terry McLaurin. Um, but I just have question marks all around the rest of the offense, really. Um, you know, unfortunately, Brian Robinson got shot. 
So he's not going to be seeing the field, at least in the, in the near future. Um, Antonio Gibson had fumbling problems. The dude was relegated to uh, special teams. That was on purpose. Ron Rivera is trying to teach him a lesson, but I don't still don't know if you can trust him. Um, you know, with this receiving group, they did draft Jahan Dotson out of Penn State, who should make an impact in time. But I don't know. Carson Wentz is not a guy that goes through his progressions. Last year, he targeted Michael Pittman more than any other receiver. He was really the only other one that really got off um, to the tune of a thousand yards, but everyone else was kind of uh, waiting in the background. And uh, I think you saw the deficiencies in Carson Wentz last year. You know, they started out the Colts, one of the best teams in the NFL. And then once it became, you know, time to, to put the ball into the hands of receivers, Carson Wentz kind of disappeared and turned the ball over and turned into what we know as the the new Carson, or I should say the, the common Carson Wentz now. So um, I'm fading him as much as I can. We'll get into the player props later, but I think there's a distinct chance that Carson Wentz doesn't make it through the season, whether that be injury related or quarterback play. Um, I don't think Ron Rivera has a ton of confidence in this guy and just the weapons around him, man. There's just a lot to be, a lot to be desired here. I mean, Kurt, Curtis Samuel hasn't been healthy in his career. Uh, Logan Thomas is coming off an ACL tear. And then you have a bunch of, you know, fringe top picks that just haven't panned out between uh, Diami Brown and um, uh, who's their other receiver that they have? Um, uh, Curtis Samuel. Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. Jahan Terry Dotson. McLaurin. No, they just released somebody. Or maybe they, they converted somebody Sims. to a tight end. It was, uh, yeah, they got Sims. Sims but there's a guy that, uh, what was his name? I drafted him in Dynasty. Uh, oh, it'll come to me. But either way, just not very exciting wide receiver group. And then not to mention their defense. They're not going to have Chase Young for the first four games. He is the anchor of that defensive yeah. line. Um, I think their defense will actually be okay outside of that. But I, it's just the offense doesn't excite me. They're not going to put a lot of points on the board. And I think they're going to struggle. So, yeah, I have them finishing last in this division. I think the Giants will be better than them. Um I'm pretty down on the on the commanders this year. Cole Turner. Is that the name Cole for the No, no. I, I, right. I tried. I, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot more question marks for this team coming into this uh, new season than there are answers, right? And I think you just kind of laid out the plan there. I mean, Antonio Gibson was a guy, I think, two seasons ago where – Oh, it seemed him. like they had the running back of the future for this team. And, you know, with the fumbling issues that he does have, can J.D. McKissick really fill that role for them at that running back position? I mean, I don't know. And I think last year for Carson Wentz, maybe a lot of the mistakes that could have possibly been made by him or even more interceptions that he could have possibly thrown may have been covered up by having an all-pro, one of the best running backs in the backfield with yeah. Jonathan Taylor. Well, now you're going to a team that you have question marks at that running back position. Now you're really, really relying on a guy like Carson Wentz to carry this team. We know about the accuracy issues that he does have. He was bottoms in the league last year. And as far as uh, accuracy metrics uh, that are tracked. Um, and for some reason, I don't know why this number is at eight. The feel like the books feel like this team is going to end up as a 500 team. Uh, nine and eight, eight and nine I, right there. I think, again, it is. I think a lot of it is predicated on them in this division having such an easy schedule going into this season. But Rod, let me get to you about the Washington Commanders here, sitting with a win total of eight and uh, Carson Wentz sitting at the quarterback position. What do you think? It wouldn't surprise me if they're jockeying with Jag the Jaguars for the first pick in the overall draft next season. Just just from the simple fact that this team, it, it just feels like there's so much. I mean, we couldn't even name all of their wide receivers. <laughs> 
I mean, like that, that tells you something about, and their defense, you know, with Chase Young being out, like Dan said, it leaves a lot to be desired. So I don't know how they can get to eight wins. I, I just can't see it. Carson Wentz can't get out of his own way nine times out of 10. And, and we've seen it, which is why he's, where he's at. I mean, he, he would yeah. still be with the Eagles if he was that transcendent quarterback that everybody was hoping he'd be. So, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if these guys have a, a top three at least pick in the draft next year. Time out. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, one second. Yeah, go ahead. Rod, do you think, you think the Jaguars are going to be bottom three this year? Look, man, they've had all the first round <laughs> picks on God's green earth these they last few years, and, you, <laughs> and they still can't get out of their way to have the first pick in the draft. Tell me which pick was going to make the difference this year. Uh, I mean, Trayvon Walker's pretty good. I, feel I think like... having an adult in the room might be just make the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At the head coaching yes. position. Yes. Coming from a Doug Peterson, Super Bowl uh, winning winning coach. I think that that would definitely be an upgrade to Urban Meyer. But uh, yeah, I just want to want to poke at that real quick. But uh, we might have to make a an offline so, uh, side bet on that one. But um, yeah, the guy <laughs> that I was thinking about was Antonio Gandy Golden. I and I drafted this that. dude. Yeah, he went. <laughs> apparently, he retired. He's going back to school. Good for him because he's oh, okay. Um, so there's more more reasoning that this this Washington this Washington Commanders team is just garbage. Oh, um, God. This this win total at eight wins is just I I don't understand it at all. Maybe I I don't know what the books are smoking here, but we, we we're taking unders around here. Yeah, it's just the case. I think that they just have this easiest or one of the easier schedules. Um, in the league at top 10, but again, the talent on this roster, eh, questionable. Um, anything else for this commander's team before we get over to the next team, uh, guys? I can't believe we spent this much time on them. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just one more note of how bad yeah, Carson Wentz was. 209, <laughs> yard, 209 yards passing last year. That's what he finished with per game. That's worse than Jalen Hurts. Wow. And Jalen Hurts, and you know, I know, Munaf, how much you hate Jalen Hurts and the way that he throws the balls. <laughs> yeah. Carson, we'll get to Jalen next level bad. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Uh, all right, guys, let's get over to the next team in this division. Let's talk about those New York Giants. Uh, they come into the season with a division, uh, sorry, the win total of seven. Uh, division odds are at seven to one, conference odds 50 to one, 100 to one to win the, uh, the, sorry, the Super Bowl. Last season, this team, I think, finished up what, five, sorry, four and 13. They're bringing a brand new head coach. Former Bills, sorry, yeah, Bills offensive coordinator Brian Dable. They have a new uh, offensive coordinator, a new defensive uh, coordinator as well. They bring in Don Martindale from the Baltimore Ravens to take that job on. Um, last season, Daniel Jones, I think, missed about what four to five games last season. He's going to be back for this team at that quarterback position. Still yet to be seen if he is going to be the quarterback of the future for this team. Saquon Barkley is back. He played thirteen games last year. He's he looks good as he always does in uh, preseason and training camp. But the real test is going to come for him when they get to the actual season, if he's able to stay healthy or not. At the wide receiver positions, this team, Sterling Sharp, Kadarius Toney, Kenny Galladay, solid wide receivers there. But it's about time for this team to put it all together here, Rod. What do you think about the New York Giants coming into the season who do come in with the easiest schedule in the NFL and only have a win total of seven? Okay, but you can give me the easiest schedule in the NFL, and I'm still probably not going to win that many games. I- I'm telling you, it's just <laughs> it's a frustrating thing for the for these Giants. They want to be better. Everybody wants them to be better, right? Daniel Jones, everybody's hyped him up over his career as as a as just this guy that's supposed to be this good quarterback, and 
I don't know what it is that what's missing. I, I don't know. And that's why I'm not a, G, a GM, but you know, the, the Saquon can't stay healthy. Uh, the defense is, has looked lackluster and, and yeah, I mean, I don't see another solid season for these guys again this year. I hate to say it, but you know, the giants might be another disappointing team in the NFL this year. You, you want to hope for the best for them and they're just going to go out and fall flat on the field. So, I mean, it's going to be a struggle for them, even though they have the easiest schedule, they don't necessarily have that it factor to take them to the next level. So I don't see them reaching their win total again this year. Uh, and, and, you know, might, might be hard on New York, but that's just the way it's been for them. Right. I mean, they're, they're geared up for disappointment. And I think that's uh, that they're in for another season of it. Dan, is this the year where Daniel Jones is pretty much a tryout year for Brian Dable? And if he's going to be the quarterback of this future, or do you already think that they have to go in a different direction at the quarterback position? Um, I think you're right. I think it's a tryout year. You know, they didn't extend him for good reason. I think this is Dable's shot to understand whether this guy can actually do it. Um, you know, the Giants have been unfortunate with injury luck over the past several years under Daniel Jones. They've had zero offensive line. This dude's been yeah. playing pretty much like David Carr um, for the beginning of his career. The only difference is, is that this guy actually has some mobility. and can get out in space and 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 keep the uh, the chains moving. But um, I'm more optimistic on the Giants this year than I've been in years past, mainly because Saquon is finally healthy. They're going to need him to be their lead dog, three horse, three down workhorse back. Um, they brought in Matt Breedy to back him up, but I don't expect him to see the field much. I'm curious about their wide receiver room. They paid Kenny Galladay an insane amount of money yeah. to be hot garbage. Dude does not block quitting on routes and plays like that's just a bad sign for a guy that's supposed to be one of the leaders of the team. And then you look at Kadarius Tony, who's always hurt, and Wandale Robinson's like five eight, nothing, um, probably like you know 180 pounds, soaking wet. Dude's small, man. Like I just don't see where these receivers—they're really quick, but they're gonna have to, you know, get adjusted to the and the play of NFL, the physicality of NFL football. And I don't know that they're there yet. So um, seven wins to me is a bit high for the Giants. I think that they'll finish third in this division. I think they can eke out six wins. Um, probably stay away bet for me, but. Uh, I think that they'll surprise in week one. I actually have them beating the Titans because I think the yeah. Titans are also hot garbage. Um, but yeah, this is going to be tough for the Giants, man. I think it's they're going to be better than last year, but I still feel like they're in the in the process of a rebuild that they're still kind of shaping out their roster. And Dable is going to do what he needs to do: to get a couple wins, figure out what pieces make sense, and then uh, start start changing up and uh, cleaning house. Dan, I wanted to ask you: Is it trash day? Uh, in your on your street <laughs> yeah uh yesterday was actually trash day but for how much i'm saying trash man this is the nfc lease for a reason right yeah, yeah there you go <laughs> um yeah i mean look they had a pretty i think you know they had two top 10 picks in this past draft where yeah. they you know they got uh cave thibodeau uh, to anchor their defensive line defensive end position they got evan neal on that uh offensive line uh and you talked about how they needed to significantly upgrade that um uh, offensive line which pretty much has been non-existence for i don't know how many years now but um look i think there's talent on this team right and i think brian dable is the right guy at the head coaching position it's just now about them just bringing it all together and again i think that starts at that quarterback position so it's gonna be interesting to see what type of year dj has for this uh giants team uh rod thoughts on the new york giants for this upcoming year I mean, other than what I said before, as far as them just being disappointing, yeah. I mean, like Dan said, poor Daniel Jones. This is it. This is whether he's got to show if he if he's going to be a backup somewhere next year or if he's going to stay the starting quarterback of the Giants. 
Yeah, I'm not very high on this team. I know um, others are. I don't, I don't even think Kramer is even high on this team coming into this year. But, you know, he's going to have his buys. But, yeah, I just think this is going to be a year where, again, the head, that head coaching staff is going to evaluate the talent, who's uh, going to be on the future of this franchise, and who's not. So, uh, you know, take that for what it's worth. All right, before we get over to the next team in this division, let me tell you guys about WinBet. Thinking of joining WinBet? Well, now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day, where you can get a 100% deposit bonus of up to $1,000. Win also just released their first quarterback with five touchdown prop bets. And so much to choose from. And all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes, promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all the games you're betting and your betting activity. So take, to take advantage of this, go to OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire. That's OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire. OddsTrader the number one site for all your game day bets. And the free roll football contests are back at SGPN. College football contest, $1,500 up for grabs, and the NFL contest, $5,000 in a two-night stay at Win Las Vegas up for grabs. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. All right, gentlemen, let's get over to the next team in this division. That's going to be the Dallas Cowboys, quote-unquote, America's team. They come into this season. Well, I know they had a win total of 10.5, and and that number has now come down uh, or settled at 10 because of the injury news that we did get a couple weeks back with this team with uh, Tyron Smith, their all-pro offensive lineman, who is, I think is probably going to be missing most of the year. Uh, for this offensive line and this Cowboys, uh, sorry, this Dallas Cowboys team, they right now, like I said, have a win total of ten over on win bet. They are the uh, division favorites at plus one thirty five uh, to win the NFC East. Conference odds are at plus eight fifty, and championship odds to win the Super Bowl eighteen to one. They do have the six most easiest schedule coming into the season, but again, I feel like this is another team that has a lot of question marks. Because they are dealing with so many injuries, they do get Michael Gallup back, who had a, a significant injury last year. They have James Washington, who they picked up, who is going to be on the IR. And I talked about Tyron Smith, who's going to be missing until at least uh, December, possibly, I think, the entire season here, uh, Dan. But let me start with you, with the Dallas Cowboys. What is your outlook for this team for the upcoming year? Um, I've been taking the unders on their win total because I think this team is not very good. Um this is more of the trash talk, but uh, very, very much concerned about their offensive line here. Tyron Smith, as you just mentioned, 31 years old. He's going to be missing time. They've already lost Lyle Collins in free agency. Yeah. Um, this this offensive line has fallen apart, not to mention their defensive line wasn't very good last year. Makai Parsons is really the anchor of that defense. Trayvon Diggs was one of the most targeted 
cornerbacks last year, even though he had an insane amount of interceptions, that's got to regress. Um, yeah, I'm negative regress. I'm just really not high on this Dallas team. Like even the receiver room, you know, they lost Amari Cooper. That's, that's, you know, 130 plus targets that are going to be gone. Um, Michael Gallup's coming off of an injury. He avoided the pup list, which is great news for them, but you know, uh, they also lost Cedric Wilson. So, um, Zeke is another year older. Uh, he keeps plodding around for four yards, but I feel like this guy's just wearing down after really heavy workloads earlier in his career. Um, I think we'll see the emergence of Tony Pollard a little bit more and, and CD lamb as well. And, you know, Dak was, was not all the way healthy at the uh, start of the, of the season because of his ankle injury. So now that he's had a full time to heal, their offense should be a little bit better, but you know, I don't think that this team, you know, as the odds on favor to win the division is rightfully priced. Um, I think this is the division for the Eagles to lose. And that's just not me being a Homer, but uh, I think that the Dallas Cowboys, I've actually bet the Dallas Cowboys to miss the playoffs because I think that they could be one of those fringe NFC teams, um, you know, hovering around nine and eight, uh, potentially 10 and seven. And, you know, they could, they could actually be, be on the outs. Yeah. I mean, last season, this team ended up 12 and five, and that was with just having an incredible year. Yeah. I, you know, by Prescott is uh, Zeke had a great year last year as well. Tony Pollard was in the fold and, and their receivers were all healthy until they did lose Michael Gallup. But I don't know. I, I think that this is a, a season where they do regress um, just because of what you just mentioned, all the injuries that they do have here on this team here. Um, Rod, what are your thoughts about the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, you're not just a homer, Dan. I'm going to back you on that later on about the Eagles. Uh, I don't I don't know that this is going to be I, I could see Dallas winning exactly 10 games. Right. I mean, that, yeah. that's really where it's at. And so I, I, we, if you want to push, by all means, push. But I, I could see them winning exactly. T- I think this number is set just about correctly. And uh, as far as winning the division, it's going to be a race with the Eagles. And, and I don't know that they can hang out with the Eagles now because Eagles have loaded up. I mean, they, they yeah. actually they made a pretty good run at it this offseason to try to to try to win this. Now, I mean, I think the Cowboys can punch their ticket to at least four wins with two over the commanders and, and two over the Giants. But past that, you know, it's going to get dicey after that. So, yeah, I, I think this number set correctly. And and I don't know. Again, I don't know that the, the path to win the division is, is there like it was last year. Yeah, I think that. <sighs> I try to be bring the unbiased opinion, guys, but I, I really can't do it. I, I think that last year's last season was a year where everything was going right for them, right? Like Dak was having a great year, Zeke had a great year, and I mentioned Pollard, CD Lamb, all those guys were having a great year for this team. But now it feels like you're going to take a step back. And even though they still do have an easy schedule coming into this year, I feel like Mike McCarthy is somewhere somehow going to fumble a couple games here for you to cash those under tickets. If you see a 10 and a half still flowing out there, I'm sure it's probably heavily juiced. I would still take that under. Like Rod said, I think this is probably a 10 win team. Maybe uh, I think if it gets a nine and eight, that's great as well. You'll cash those under tickets. But as soon as that, that Tyron Smith uh, news came out, I absolutely went and I took the under on this team. I think that's, that's, I don't think that's properly being accounted for in the betting market right now. And especially like Dan mentioned that they also did more, lose more pieces on that offensive line. So again, it's going to be interesting what happens with this Cowboys team that, you know, the public just loves betting on being America's team, quote unquote. But I think all of us are, are not very high on this team coming into this season uh, for the upcoming 2022, 2023 season. Uh, let's get over to the last team in this division, gentlemen. It's going to be the team that has just made all sorts of moves. Some have said, no, I'm not going to you know, put anybody under the bus here, but they're forming the super team over there in Philadelphia. 
It's go time for this Philadelphia Eagles team. They uh, brought in AJ Brown, one of Jalen Brown's good, uh, sorry, Jalen Hurts' good buddy uh, to pair with him at that wide receiver position. Miles Sanders in that backfield. They have so many weapons on this offense. Jalen Hurts enters, I believe this is his second season as the full-time quarterback for this Philadelphia Eagles franchise. This season, they come in with uh, the second most easiest schedule in, in the entire NFL. Currently, their win total is sitting at nine and a half. For them to win the division, uh, you might want to shop around for this. I'm seeing plus 145, to up, upwards about plus 170s for them to win the division. 10 to 1 to win the conference and 20 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. And like I mentioned, nine and a half on their win total. Last season, this team finished up with a record of nine and eight. They do have the easiest schedule, like I mentioned. Nick Sirianni, second year as the uh, head coach, and both their offensive and defensive coordinators return as the second year guys at those respective positions. Um, they bring in Hassan Reddick on that defense, James Bradbury also on that defense. Um, looking at what they already had last year, they traded uh, with the Lions to get Darius Slay over. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll let Dan get into this roster because he is the fan, but. This team, it looks like it's locked and loaded, Dan. So I'm going to give you the floor here about your Philadelphia Eagles that come into the season with a win total of nine and a half. Um, yeah, so I, I told Sean, I think when it first dropped their win total at eight and a half, I was like, hammer that over. So now it's moved to nine and a half. I'd still feel comfortable with this being a 10-win team. Um, really, it's just the upgrades that they've done on both sides of the ball here. Um, I... I as much as their offensive line grades out very well, I am concerned about their age a bit. Jason Kelsey, one of the best all pro centers in the game is just, you know, he's, he's getting to mid thirties now. Um, and then there's a couple of question marks, you know, Lane Johnson's health, et cetera. But, you know, this team comes in fully healthy right now um, on the offensive line. They're solid. The one thing that they needed to do was upgrade Jalen hurts so that they could actually push the ball down the field. I think you saw, Last year, Nick Sirianni made a conscious effort to revert back to a, a strictly run game offense when he saw that Jalen Hurts was starting to struggle pushing the ball down the field. So what do you do? You go out and grab A.J. Brown. And then um, Zach Ertz was there for a portion of last year, so I think we'll see Dallas Goddard be more of a focal point of attack um, down the seams for Jalen Hurts. Um, this dude just has so many weapons. And um, he just recently acquired Trey Sermon. I don't know what he's going to be on that team, uh, but he does have some rapport with Jalen Hurts. So... Um, I think that they were looking for a big body back to be able to, uh, you know, punch it in at, at, at the goal line and also get those short yard situations because Miles Sanders, he's already going into the season on uh, with a hamstring injury. So um, on the defensive side of the ball is where I'm really excited about the Eagles, man. Yeah. Um, just acquiring the safety from from the, the Saints. You know, you yeah. go out and get James Bradbury, Darius Slay. You draft Jordan Davis, who's drawing comparisons to a young Haloti Nada. Uh, Nakobe Dean, I'm very curious to see what he does because the Eagles usually typically don't draft well at the linebacker position. Um, I think this team has both. They have, they're equipped much like the Chargers, in my opinion, um, on both sides of the ball that they're going to uh, they're going to overtake this division. And there hasn't been a repeat divisional winner since 2004. Um, and obviously, last year the Dallas Cowboys won that, so I think this is going to be the Eagles' turn. Um, I, I tend to temper expectations on the Eagles, especially when there's a hype train. Um, the last time I'm thinking about was when Michael Vick and Deshaun Jackson, LaShawn yeah. McCoy, the super, the dream team, they called it. We're, 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 we're definitely walking into that territory. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a little bit of pause, but 
I think this team is better than every team in this division, and it's not even close. So as long as they can execute, watch out. This team is definitely going to be a 10-win team, win the division. I think that's my best bet in terms of not player prop, um, but the Eagles to win this division, uh, shop around for the number, but you can still get it at plus odds and get it now because with their schedule, they could start out very hot, and that number could could, could dwindle very quickly. Was it like the first snap of when I think when Michael Vick and Deshaun Jackson were on this team? I could be wrong that they threw like a seventy-yard bomb down the yeah, field against the uh, the the, the, the Washington the then, the then Redskins. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. I remember that it was the best. Whew. Vick threw like a 60, 70, 65 yard bomb. Oh, yeah, man. that was, that was crazy. crazy. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I agree about the defense. I think there's a lot of good playmakers on this team. Jordan Davis, you mentioned, I haven't mentioned him where I was, you know, talking about the Eagles that this defensive line, the secondary is going to be something exciting. And I think that they can definitely go down this season as one of the best defenses statistically um, with the talent that they do have. Um, And it's just going to be about this roster offensively that can they put up the points. And I think, again, they do have the weapons to do that. Uh, I did have a question for you, Dan, but I'm going to get uh, Rod to give his thoughts here first about the Philadelphia Eagles, who are the second uh, favorites in this division with a win total of nine and a half, Rod. What do you think? I mean, there's not much more that I can add The dad. I mean, Dan's in-depth analysis was excellent, but I know everybody's excited about the offense. I'm excited about the defense. Like this is like you guys were talking about. This is actually more exciting to me than the offense. And just knowing that these guys are built for this division, you know, they've got Fletcher Cox, Fletcher Cox. That's a tongue twister uh, still in there (laughs) to bolster that line. I mean, again, it's just so many good, good players on that defense that I think, they're about to give a lot of folks their run for their money because if they can keep points off the board and put points on themselves, this is a scary team in the NFC. Yeah, Dan, I wanted to ask about the offense. Do you think it's going to be more, you know, predicated or, or run first teams? That was what, is what I want to say versus, you know, I know they brought in AJ Brown and they have some guys on right. that, you know, wide receiving group. So do you think that it, it's going to be more run first team or, or do you think it's going to be pass heavy? Um, I, I think that they're going to actually be more balanced this year. And I, I think okay. last year, especially in the playoffs, I think that's where Jalen Hurts, it kind of looked like deer in headlights where he just was not comfortable making those, going through his progressions, reading the defenses. Um, when you have someone that has the the big playability, the yak potential as A.J. Brown, um, I think that they'll, if he can get the ball out accurately, they're going to make plays for him. Devontae Smith underneath, um, as I said, Dallas Goddard in the middle. And Quez Watkins, don't forget about him. Yeah. This guy was a, a, a severe deep threat last year. So I think they just have so many weapons now that they have to move the ball um, through the air a little bit more, which I think is really going to benefit uh, Jalen Hurts' fantasy value because I think last year was really about, oh, this dude's – I mean, we were hammering week to week his rushing props. It was just yeah. it was just insanely disrespectfully low for most of the season. But I think we'll actually see his rushing come back down a little bit and, and, and it's going to be as a result of him passing the ball – downfield more so i think jalen hurts can probably get to around you know 250 270 yards passing this year i mean this team is going to be unstoppable all right so i don't have much to add after everything that dan and roger said i i actually did take the the eagles to win this division as well uh as soon as i heard about the smith news that we talked about with the cowboys um, I took the Eagles to on their win total over, and I took them to win the division as well. So definitely, like like, like Dan said, shop around, get the best number uh, on the Eagles to win this division. But I think that consensus here is that I think the Eagles take care of business in the uh, uh, NFC East division. Anything else, guys, that we missed before we get over to our season-long player props for this NFC East division? 
No. All right. Uh, let me tell you guys about the newest sponsor on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, PromoGuy.us. For, for all you sports bettors out there, I want to tell you about the best new way to increase your bankroll. It's called PromoGuy.us. At PromoGuy.us, you can get the biggest bonuses from all the best sports books in the country. We're talking $1,000 risk-free deposits, insane odd, odds boost, and most importantly, the best analytics in the business, plus ton of free pricks as well. Promoguy.us is your guide to betting smart. Once again, that's promoguy.us for all your uh, betting smart opportunities and to take advantage of the biggest bonuses in the industry. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there, and we at SGPN, we use it for ours. It's a game-changing product like anything else in the industry, and now you can win You can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game, the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. How does it work? Well, not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, but you can also do so through your fantasy league's matchup screen. For example, if Patrick Mahomes is your starting fantasy quarterback, not only do you think you, you are going to win your fantasy matchup for that week, you can also be as confident in Patrick Mahomes to go and hit his over 250 passing yards line for that week. And if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason we're excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with a tap of a button. It's certainly fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. So on your mobile div- on your mobile phone, join our listener group or go to sleeper.com slash SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And last but certainly not least, Run Your Pool is a home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's your one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. And we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. Hop in now to reserve your spot, $500 in cash, plus $250 gift card to the SGPN merch store to the winner. You're that guy at your workplace or in the office that has to be in charge of putting these fantasy leagues or your survival pools together, having to go through the data sheets or the spreadsheets on Sunday night to find out who's in, who's out, what's still going on. Forget about all of that. Go to run your pool. Check it out. They make it easy. Like I said, they have customizable features, so they do the work for you. So all you got to do also to get into our Survivor Contest to sign up is go to play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. Once again, that's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. All right, gentlemen, let's get into our season-long player props for the NFC East division. Rod, I'm going to let you lead this off, buddy. What do you got for your first quarterback uh, quarterback prop for this uh, division? So I know that Dan was talking about how Jalen Hurts is going to have to throw the ball a lot more if this Eagles team wants to be uh, super good as he hopes they are. But I think as much as he's going to throw the ball down the field without Miles Sanders, he's going to have to, if he gets it close to the, to the red zone outside the 10 or whatever, he's probably going to end up running it in for a touchdown as he's done several times over. So look, (laughs) 
I told you I brought the over energy to this propcast. I'm going to take Hertz's over uh, rushing t- touchdown total. Uh, it's an eight and a half now. I'm going to take the over on that one uh, because I, I still see him. He, he rushed for 10 touchdowns last season, right? Which is a good indicator as far as uh, um, what he can do. And if Miles Sanders is going to miss any time whatsoever, can Kenneth Gainwell pick up that slack? I know they just picked up Trey Sermon, but again, Trey Sermon, can he pick up that slack? No, the best way to do it, especially if you're at the five-yard line, at the seven-yard line, at the goal line, let the running quarterback take it outside, bounce outside, and run it in. So uh, I think over eight and a half, I think he gets nine. I think he gets 10 again this season. We've seen how talented he is as a running quarterback. And if they want to win games, they got to let him uh, take it on bootleg and, and take it into the end zone or just, you know, pile over the top or do whatever it is to get him in the end zone. Uh, and I like this over eight and a half. It's a plus money. It's a plus 120 shop around for that. Uh, so I, I like a plus money bet on a guy that can pretty much take the ball and he can run it out from wherever he's at. Doesn't have to be the 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 red zone. So, yeah, give me Hertz over eight and a half rushing touchdowns. Yeah, last season he finished uh, up with double-digit touchdowns uh, rushing at uh, sorry rushing wise in 15 games. He he got 10 for the Philadelphia Eagles. And you no, know, Dan, we talked a lot about last season where the markets hadn't caught up to uh, Jalen Hurts' rushing yards week in and week out until they finally did. And I think a lot of that really also translated to him getting you know rushing touchdowns, like Rod just mentioned. I like this bet. It's kind of correlated with the one I will give out. But Dan, thoughts on the Jalen Hurts? Um, player prop of the rushing yards over for him this season yeah um it definitely correlates to one that i like that's no longer available and that's miles sanders under five and a half rushing touchdowns um i think similarly to josh allen and cam newton of old jalen hurts is actually their goal line back um and he's proven to be successful right 10 touchdowns last year nine is a I would love to see it as a as an Eagles fan. I would love to see him replicate that. It's a high number. Um, he's going to have to go full on Lamar Jackson MVP status here, um, and I think it's in. The, I think it's in the. It's definitely in the realm of possibility if they can get into the red zone and get in those scoring opportunity opportunities that I think that they will. Um, having the 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 best strength of schedule in the NFL should certainly help that. Um, so I'm not going to bet it, but I love it for the outlook of what Jalen Hurts can do, because I have a lot of shares, a lot of exposure and fantasy of Jalen Hurts. I was going to mention that Dan is probably overloaded with the amount of exposure on fantasy and betting-wise uh, on the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. So, Dude, my, my Jalen Hurts is, if he doesn't, if he doesn't hit, man, this is going to be a bad season for me. Uh, which correlates to mine here. Uh, I took Jalen Hurts as, as well, but I took under 22 and a half passing touchdowns for him this season. And, no, we, we talked about it when we we're talking about the Eagles. I think that Dan also mentioned this as well, is that I, I think that you, you'll see a more balanced offense, but I think when it gets down to the red zone, you know, it, it's kind of correlated with what Rod just said. There's that, you know, you have guys that can run the ball in four touchdowns. And I think that this offense and Nick Sirianni and the offensive coordinators will probably use legs to, you know, when they're in the red zone or down in that goal line to, you know, run the ball in. And I think that we take a look at what happened last season and, so let me start by saying this. The Eagles, the, every single one of these teams I talked about that has a very easy schedule against past defenses and rushed defenses this season. 
But, you know, like I mentioned that it, it's going to be hard to imagine that Jalen Hurts is not going to be using his legs, especially in the red zone. And I believe the score touchdowns, the Eagles are going to use, you know, running backs, whether it's Gainwell, uh, whether it's Miles Sanders or, even you know, Jalen Hurts. Last season, Hurts had 16 passing touchdowns in 15 games that he played in. So I can see a world where he does finish up with 20 passing touchdowns. And I know they added A.J. Brown, who's a, who's a great threat in the red zone and a guy that can break it out and get those touchdowns. But yeah, I even went back and looked at his college stats and, and Hertz has had one season, his senior year where he had 32 passing touchdowns. Another season he did end up with 23, which was his first year. But last season, like we mentioned, Hertz used his legs a lot to score touchdowns. I think it'll come from the, uh, the, the backfield as well. Maybe they run some uh, gimmick plays and, and, you know, jet sweeps and things like, and things like that. And we talked about Jalen Hurts ending up with 10 rushing touchdowns. I'm going to roll the dice here a little bit. I'm going to take the under 22 and a half passing touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. Uh, thoughts on that one, Dan? Uh, I like the correlation. Um, if he's going to score a lot in the red zone on the ground, I mean, you're looking at 30-plus touchdowns overall, uh, which is was just definitely higher. I mean, last year he finished with 16 touchdowns, nine nine picks. Um 22 is definitely a tough is a tough number to climb to, even when you acquire that many weapons in the offseason. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if they can get ahead, you know, the game script dependent, you know, they may not be throwing the ball as much towards the end of the game. So that would obviously reduce the chances of him throwing uh, more touchdown passes. So, yeah, I think 22 is a bit rich. Um, so I agree with you. All right, Dan, what do you got for your quarterback prop? You guys know where I'm going. Carson Wentz under 3,505 <laughs> passing yards. My handicap that I have here is that he sucks. But in all fairness to him, he did go over this this mark in three of the six seasons that he's been in the NFL. Um, but no surprise, the only times that he's done it is when he's played at least 16 games. So I'm really looking for the outs here. And Carson Wentz has a history of putting his body um, – in harm's way and getting hurt. So I feel like number one, he's, he's an injury risk. Number two, I think there's actually risk of him being outplayed. Sam Howell, um, their rookie quarterback actually looked pretty good and competent in the preseason. So if this, if the wheels fall off, I think there's a chance that Ron Rivera just grows tired. You know, he did it in Carolina. Once he couldn't deal with Cam Newton, we saw Kyle Allen and others start to start to enter the uh, QB QB room. So um, he could be benched for bad play. But then also, Taylor Heineke is kind of the same guy. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he even got a shot, too. So, um, you know, I don't really have a lot of faith in Carson Wentz. Um, the media reports from the preseason haven't been good um, in terms of yeah. him picking up the playbook as well as missing a lot of throws. Um, this is not all the stuff that you want to hear to get the warm and fuzzy about someone holding down a job with someone that already has so much volatility attached to their name. I mean, this dude was on literally on the Colts last year was great, and then they just blew it at the end of the season. So I don't know. This guy's got some nasty omen on him right now, and I, I want no parts of it. I'm fading it to the to the wheels fall off. Um, he sucks. He sucks. <laughs> he sucks. Carson Wentz under 3,505 passing yards. I mean, last season he barely got over this number, Dan, and, and barely he played all 17 games last year. But I think the one thing that, you know, I was also looking at this as well, and I felt like one of you guys was going to have it. And, and um, I was pretty sure Dan <laughs> was going to be the one. But I think the the key handicap here is that he's going to be looking over his shoulder when you have Tyler Heineke. We've seen him, you know, lead this team or, or you know, be the quarterback. He hasn't looked too bad. But you also, like you mentioned, you also had Sam Howell in the fold. So, 
if this team is off to a, a bad start, if they're like two and five, two and six, and Carson Wentz is having a bad season, Ron Rivera is going to make that move. And and again, I, I think that's the two things that kind of stick out to me. And that's why I love this under as well for Carson Wentz. They do have great wide receivers like we talked about when we we're talking about the commanders. But again, the accuracy for a guy like Carson Wentz hasn't been there since you know last season we saw it. I mean, he got over the number, but the accuracy numbers just weren't there for Carson Wentz. So Again, Carson Wentz sucks. Chand will be coming from me as well. Rod, Carson Wentz for this upcoming year, 3,550 and a half uh, passing yards. Carson Wentz had good receivers everywhere he's been. He had good receivers in Philly. He had good receivers in, in Indianapolis. And, you know, to barely get over that number last year, and, and that had a lot more to do with, I think, his receivers' ability to actually stretch catches that he was throwing to them uh, rather than maybe his ability to actually get them the ball. So, yeah, yeah, it's not it's not going to look good for him. I, I echo Dan's and yours. He sucks. So whatever. And I don't say that very often about players. You know, I yeah. obviously well, I a nice guy. Job. I'm a nice guy, but <laughs> got to call a spade a spade sometimes. <laughs> All right, so those are our quarterback props. Let's get into our our, our skill position player props here. Uh, Rod, why don't you lead us off here, buddy? What do we got? I know that we think Saquon's going to have a monster year, but I don't know that it's going to be as monster as everybody hopes it's going to be. I'm going to go Barkley under. I'm taking an under. Oh, what? I'm taking an under. 13, uh, 1300 or 1300. Yeah. And a half receiving and rushing yards. Uh, I just, again, his health has been a concern. I think he's going to stay healthy, but how effective is he going to be? And can he replicate some of the best years that he had in 2018 and 2019 when he was ripping off 1,300 rushing yards by himself? Uh, this uh, this Eagle, we already talked about the Eagle, the, the Giants team is not as good as everybody hopes it's going to be. And and even though Barkley's one of the, the transcendent players on that team, it's hard to carry that load on your back by yourself. It's hard to be the best player on a bad team. Uh, so it, it's, I think it's going to be hard for him to reach 1300 rushing and receiving yards. Maybe he'll get a thousand rushing yards, but the, I don't know that the receiving yards are going to be where they were at in years past for him to make up the difference there. So, um, you know, I, again, I don't even know that he's going to reach a thousand rushing yards to be honest with you, because I don't know how effective he's going to be, uh, all the way down the season. He may start off good, but that may trail off too, depending on how, this team is they may have to throw a lot more uh and, and saquon is not going to be that receiving guy for them as much as they hope because they got to get the ball down the field so yeah i mean i, I like this under 1300 and a half receiving and, and rushing yards for saquon barkley yeah health is always a concern with barkley right we saw that over the past couple seasons as well which is also a a, a saquon barkley prop that i have and i took his under seven and a half rushing touchdowns for this upcoming season uh for barkley and you know, I, I I do think that he he could be effective for them. Again, if he's healthy, he's effective. We know that. We've seen the yardage, but I, I needed to find a way to fade Barkley. And I think that this is a spot where I do like the under seven and a half rushing touchdowns for him for the Giants. And health is always concerned, like we talked about. But if you take a look at his numbers by the year, Saquon has gone over this number just once in his career, and that was in his rookie year where he had where he took home the rookie of the year honors. But over the last three seasons, Barkley has played in 28 total games and has a total of eight rushing touchdowns. Last season, Barkley did play 13 out of the 17 games and only accounted for two rushing touchdowns for this New York Giants team. Again, I think yardage-wise, it might be there. Hopefully, he finished up with around 11, 1,200, so both Rod and I can cash our bets, uh, uh, or you can cash his bet as well. 
But I just don't think that he's going to be that answer for them in a goal line situation because, again, we've seen injuries happen at the goal line situation where you're trying to punch it in and things like that happen. And, again, that injury concern is always there. So I don't think he's the answer for them in that goal line situation. So I'm taking uh, Saquon Barkley under seven and a half rushing touchdowns for his upcoming year for the New York Giants here, Dan. What do you think about those two props? I think they're great, and I was actually eyeing both of them. Um, I was actually looking more towards uh, under Saquon's rushing yards and not his combined, um, because I do think he's going to be pretty active in the pass game, but I don't know if that's going to be from a reception standpoint or pure yardage, but I'm comfortable just taking Saquon unders uh, just for the mere fact that this dude's inability to stay healthy. And um, we don't know what this offense is going to look like. It should be improved, but... Um, for much of what we talked about earlier um, in the divisional discussion, uh, this is a lot of moving parts. And I think what we want to see year year over year is continuity and, and rhythm and and some kind of f- familiarity. And I think Saquon and Daniel Jones are the only things that are like stable in this offense. Everything else has been moving pieces for the, the last several years. So I don't know that that's going to bode well for Saquon as he's trying to, you know, find his form like his rookie year, because I mean, that's what we've all been waiting for. Just yeah. came out like a, came out like anything we've ever seen really and then and then it's just been a struggle for him to get back there so um last year was a freak ankle injury but you know those things happen it's the game so i don't know that i can totally trust that saquon's going to be all the way there um to invest in seven and a half touchdowns and 1300 uh, all-purpose yards all right dan why don't you take us into your uh first skill position player prop here yeah so it's not really a skill position but because miles sanders under five and a half touchdowns was taken off the market uh rightfully so because i think people were just hammering that um, I went Daniel Jones under 300 and 350 and a half rushing yards. Okay. Um, so to me, I think that that's too high for Daniel Jones. Now he did rush for 423, two seasons ago, but I think that's still an overcorrection. He only finished with 298 last year, despite having the most rush attempts, uh, per game in his career at 5.6. <laughs> um, we talked about their offensive line and their improvement. Um, I think that that should only help him run, run less, um, and surprisingly, Daniel Jones finished last season's number five in play action completion percentage at 68.9. So what I think that that means is when Brian Dable comes in here and he can establish the run, like he actually has an offensive line that can actually create some holes and Saquon can actually get more than four yards per carry. Um, I think that's only going to open up their offense more. And by nature of that, I think you're going to have Daniel Jones staying in the pocket more and being more of a passer, um, which would eliminate some of his need to get out of the pocket and run for his life. Um, so I think that 350 and a half is still too high. Um, I think this could be closer to around 300. And if you look across books, um, there's some range and margin between these bets. So shop around for sure. But I think this is the best number you can get. And I, I love this under because, you know, 350 and a half rushing yards, um justin herbert's not even doing that and i would argue he's a little bit more athletic than daniel jones um and i know people might say oh well what about josh allen he ran for 700 something yards in dable's offense but um josh allen's a little bit bigger than than daniel jones so uh (laughs) and weight wise like they're like 20 30 pounds different so one's built for it the other one isn't daniel jones dude plays through a lot of stuff but i don't know i think he's going to be running less i think there could be more of a traditional offense here with saquon actually healthy and he's also coming off the neck injury, right? So I think that's something yeah. that they probably don't want to risk of him getting hurt again. And, I mean, uh, follow-up question, Dan. Do you think there's a possibility that if Daniel Jones isn't playing well that they insert Tyrod Taylor? Uh, because they didn't commit to him, yeah, there, there definitely is. I mean, they brought in a a, a competent backup yeah. um, 
for a reason. Like, I think it's to give him competition, to give him motivation to play better. But if he doesn't, and again, if this doesn't go right by midseason, I think that there's these New York Giants fans, they know. I mean, they were used to Eli Manning for years. They, even yeah. though this guy was winning them Super Bowls, they were still booing him relentlessly when he played bad. So I, I could think we could see something similar with Daniel Jones. If he doesn't look good, they're, they're going to be calling for Tyrod to get in there. Rod, thoughts on DJ here? Yeah, so here's the thing. The, when you talked about his his big rushing year in 2020, a lot of that had to, came from a couple of games. One, the 92 yeah. yards that he had against Philly, yeah. and then a uh, 64-yarder. Yeah, that 80-yard run, uh, that famous 80-yard run against Philly. Yeah, that. I mean, a lot of that came from that. So it, it's not necessarily you can't – I don't think you can point to it being a, a great, great rushing year. He just had a couple of really – good games in that that kind of helped out that situation so yeah i don't i I think dan hit it right on the head as far as this offensive line they protect him more he doesn't have to run nearly as much obviously saquon staying healthy a couple of years ago that that led to daniel having to actually run a little more as well saquon healthy maybe he doesn't escape the pocket maybe he can hand off a few more times maybe not to where saquon can gain a ton of yards uh but you know at the same time that that if he stays healthy enough uh, will take the load off of him. So yeah, I don't. I don't think Daniel Jones is going to rush nearly as much a, as he has in the last couple of years, and uh, and hit this under. Screen passes are also something that might be there for you know Daniel. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Daniel Jones and uh, Saquon Barkley because again he has that ability to you know take off in, in open space. Does uh, Saquon Barkley? Um, all right. So that's number one for all of us. If I'm not that was mistaken. two for all or of two. us. Our number uh, made the uh, first skill position. Yeah, we're number two for all of us uh, overall. All right, let's get into our last round of uh, player props here for the NFC East division. Uh, Dan, why don't you lead us off with this one? Yeah, so this one kind of kind of hurts me a little bit, but I'm going to take an under on an eagle. It's uh, outside of Miles Sanders. Um, AJ Brown under 70 and a half receptions. Um, I think that this is too high for a guy that's never gone over this in his career. So essentially, the books are projecting him to have his most active year. Um, But to be honest, I think that there's a lot of weapons for Jalen Hurts to have at his disposal, that this ball is going to be spread around a little bit more. It's not just going to be funneled to A.J. Brown. Um, And A.J. Brown, in his first three seasons, he hasn't seen more than 106 targets. Um, uh, He's seen 106 targets two years ago and 105 last year. So um, he's not a guy that gets targeted a lot, but he gets yards after the catch. You know, the first the first season he finished with 20.2 yards per reception. So um, this guy's a playmaker. He's a guy that gets the ball in space and then uh, hits the home run. So, um, you know, for someone that had accuracy issues like Jalen Hurts, um, you know, I'm not expecting him to to see a huge jump in volume here to the tune where he's going to get over 70 and a half receptions. So, um, yeah, this is just a bit too high for me. I think 68, 67 is probably uh, a measure that I could get behind, but 70 being that he's only done it once. Um, and this guy's also struggled to stay healthy. Um, so, you know, I think that there's another out there if he doesn't see, um, you know, a full season's worth of action here. Yeah, and I think that the key right there is what you just mentioned, that home run ability that A.J. Brown has, right? Like he, he, he the yards per reception that he's had over his career is something that is absolutely uh, something that's eye-popping when you're looking at his stats page and things like that. 
But also got to keep in mind, there's a lot of other options on this Eagles uh, offense as well, right? We talked about Devontae Smith on this roster. You talked about yeah. uh, Quaz Watkins on this uh, uh, on this on this team. Dallas Goddard, another guy that likes to eat up receptions and things like that. So the ball's there's only one football, like in any other sport, and it, it's it's got to it's got to be distributed evenly. And again, we talked about the running game as well. That uh, this Eagles team likes to run the football, and they they have the guys to do that. So. And I think that for this Eagles team, that maybe stats are out the window. It's just about winning. Like, let's just go out and win ball games. Like, I don't care about my stats, right? Let's just go yeah. out and win ball games. So I think that that's why it might would it be for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, for this upcoming year. Uh, Rod, thoughts on AJ Brown there? Yeah, it's a more with less attitude, I think, and really what AJ Brown is. He he does more with the less he has, and and he's got the capability of doing that. So. Uh, yeah, and and you're right. I mean, th- there's a lot more weapons around for the Eagles to do it. So. As much as it pains, I love AJ Brown. I just think he's going to get a, a, a whole lot of of love, but not necessarily. Um, he he'll like I said, he'll do more with less. Like he'll be able yeah. to get the yardage and stuff, but with less receptions. And and he had Tannehill throwing to him for a while. You know, I mean, with Derrick Henry in that in that uh, Titans team, he's used to getting less work, but having to do more with it. Yep, I agree. Uh, all right, Rod, why don't you uh, carry us over to your last player prop? Well, it's funny. Uh, if you listen to the NFL gambling podcast, we just had Ariel Epstein on and she was talking about finding alternative markets. And I was doing that as she was talking. Well, not as she was talking, but before she was talking about it. Uh, and I want Trayvon Diggs. I'm going to take his uh, over four and a half interceptions on the season. He gets Carson Wentz. <laughs> I mean, he gets the gift that keeps on. I mean, okay, maybe it's only seven interceptions that he threw last season, but he threw 15 the year before. So anyways, with Trayvon Diggs, he had 11 interceptions last season. He had three the season before. He was he was close in his rookie year to getting, you know, a couple more interceptions here and there. But you got to take a gigantic step down to go from 11 to five, you know? And, and I think that's that's still within his reach. He's a... He's a fantastic uh, uh, in the secondary, and we know this because 11 interceptions is nothing to to take for granted. And I think he can get to five again uh, this season just because of the fact that he is playing against Daniel Jones and Carson Wentz, uh, at least for for those games. And and Dak Prescott, who doesn't necessarily throw a ton of interceptions, but I mean, he doesn't throw against Dak Prescott. Whatever. We know that the quarterbacks in that division are, yeah. are not the greatest. So I, I like Trayvon Diggs to go over four and a half interceptions. I, I think there's a lot of slack and and things that, especially on Twitter, that Trayvon Diggs was getting by getting, getting burnt last season. And I, I think this has to be a year where he has to turn around, especially for a secondary that you know has not been very good for this Dallas Cowboys team uh, for I don't know how many years now. And I think that when, when you – when you have that opportunity, like you mentioned, the Carson Wentz thing, I'm trying not to laugh because we've, we've shitted on Carson Wentz so much on this pod today. Um, I think the opportunities are going to be there for him. And I think that, it, that he has to, you know, last year was a rookie year. You learned a lot of things um, and, and you, you know, try to improve upon it. And I think asking him to get five in, in a division where you have quarterbacks, you know, like Daniel Jones, you know, prone to throwing interceptions. We've seen Jalen Hurts make some mistakes as well. Carson wins. We don't need to get to that anymore. But I, yeah, I think the opportunities are going to be there just within the division. And you kind of look at the other quarterbacks that they are going to face. I think the opportunity may be there for Trayvon Diggs. Uh, any thoughts on Trayvon Diggs there, uh, Dan? Yeah, actually, I love that Rod found this because I had placed this bet probably two months ago. Um, really because I thought that I was like, wow, Trayvon Diggs, 11 picks, no chance he sniffs that. But three and a half still see, or four, was it three and a half or four and a half? I can't remember. Four and a half, I think. 
four and a half. Four, yeah. Yeah. Four, yeah. So he's just got to get half of that. And for how much he's being targeted, um, he's a big playmaker. So like, you know, he's like the Asante Samuel, like, I mean, Santi Samuel was really good in, in certain times, but other times he would just be awfully bad because he'd always go for the interception and completely miss the play. That's pretty much Trayvon Diggs. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I love this play, and I think that with with this um, with this division, with such inaccurate passers like Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz, and, and ultimately probably Daniel Jones will probably make some mistakes too. Um, there'll be some interceptions to be had there. So, I, I love this play. All right. Let me get into my last player prop here, and I'm taking uh, Dalton Schultz. I'm going to take the over 725 and a half receiving yards for him for the Dallas Cowboys offense. And, you know, the receiving group comes in a little decimated by injuries this season. They do get Gallup back. We talked about that. He's coming off a major injury. And again, I, you do have CeeDee Lamb, but I, I like the opportunities that Dalton Schultz is going to have uh, in this year, at least, you know, receptions or sorry, receiving wise. For this Cowboys team, they do have an easy schedule of past defenses. They will be facing this upcoming season. We talked about that. And I think this is going to be a team that's going to be playing from behind a lot. Again, again, I'm not very high on this defense or this team overall. We talked about it. But if you take a look over the last two seasons, Schultz's uh, targets from year over year have increased. And so have his receptions. And I think that the, Cow- the Cowboys are going to have success in the passes game- passing game. Dalton Schultz has to be involved for me. And I think that we've seen traditionally throughout the – I mean, I guess I can say the history or until we've, you know, known football that they utilize their tight ends, right? Jason Witten, Hall of Fame guy that they used him last season. They had a two tight end system, but now it seems like that Dalton Schultz is going to be the guy for this Dallas Cowboys team. So I'm going to take the over 725 and a half receiving yards for Dalton Schultz for this upcoming season here, Rod. Any thoughts about that? I get scared with tight end props. I really do. I know Ariel is talking about season-long props being scary, but tight end season-long props are even the scariest. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I guess if you're going to take one on a tight end, uh, a Cowboys tight end is probably a good good one to choose. I I did like Dalton Schultz down the stretch. I mean, I I very much enjoyed uh, having him on my fantasy team a couple of times. He was a good DFS play several weeks in a row. So um, can a path be there for, what is it, 726 yards? Yeah. That we're needing him to get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it, it, Dak Prescott does love him some short passes to his tight end. And, you know, all Dalton has to do is is get a, a few 70 yard games in there and, you know, at least 10 of them and then sprinkle in a little bit more. I think I think that's doable for Dalton Schultz. Still scares me, but I think it's doable. Dan. Yeah, I think uh, the thing that I'm convinced about Dalton Schultz is that he saw 104 targets last year, six in the at six by the position last year, uh, number five in routes run. So the dude's on the field. Um, and I think that's all you can really ask for. I mean, 78 receptions last year, um, 808 receiving yards. I mean, this dude's playing ball. And I think with the Dallas Cowboys, they lost a lot of weapons on offense. So uh, I think it's going to really be in the passing game, probably CD lamb, uh, depending on how healthy Michael Gallup is. Jalen Tolbert's still a rookie, but I think you could argue Dalton Schultz could be their number two, most heavily targeted player, um, and then probably Tony Pollard. So uh, I think there's a really good opportunity for him to exceed 726. But I agree with Rod. I- I'd be sweating anybody that's a tight end prop. That's not like Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews or Kyle Pitts. All right. So that is the – we got everybody, right? That was all uh, skill positions yep. as well. All right. So let's get into best bets here, gentlemen. Um, Rod, why don't you lead us off? Give us your best bet for this division for the AFC East. Believe it or not, I think the Trayvon Diggs uh, bet is my favorite one of them all. I think he gets to five interceptions, and I, I just I don't see 
I don't see that being difficult for him. He may even do it by the middle of the season, and you could be cashing that one out and not even sweating it for the rest of the year. All right. Trayvon Diggs, best bet four. Rod over four and a half receptions. Uh, Dan, best bet, what do you got? Carson Wentz, under 3,550 and a half passing yards. <laughs> All right. So Carson wins best bet for Dan under 3,550 and a half passing yards for the Washington Commanders. Uh, my best bet, uh, let's go. Uh, I'm going to go Saquon Barkley. Give me the under seven and a half on its rushing touchdowns for this upcoming season. Um, you know, we already laid out the case. If you didn't hear it, go back and listen to it. Not going to waste more time on that. But my best bet, Saquon Barkley over seven, sorry, under, under seven and a half rushing touchdowns for this NFC East division season long player prop best bet. All right, gentlemen, seven out of the eight divisions down one more to go. And before we know it, the NFL season is going to be here. Rod, anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here, my man? No, sir. Just follow me on Twitter at RJ Via Gomez. There's a link in the bio that takes you to everything I got going on. It's faster to tell you that than it is to tell you everything I got going on. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Dan, anything else, my man? Nah, follow me on Twitter at Dan Titus. There we go. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824 and look out for that final AFC South division preview for our season-long player prop bets as well. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.